0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.
2: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
1: In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: Are you looking for a new set of scrims or a backdrop for your live show? What about wall flags to have at your merch table or online store? This is Dewey from Pure Pleasure, and I want to tell you about ArtistFlags.com. ArtistFlags.com has the lowest pricing and best quality around. Their prices start at $119, and they can help you choose the best material and sizes for your band, all while keeping your budget in mind. Use the coupon code PEERFLAG, that's P-E-E-R-F-L-A-G, at checkout to get $30 off your next order. Satisfied bands who have used ArtistFlags.com are Dance Gavin Dance, I Prevail, Darkest Hour, Senses Fail, Ice Nine Kills, Lorna Shore, Afterlife, and many more. Check them out today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pure Pleasure with Dewey Halbus on Adobe Radio and Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you great content every week, week after week. And this week, again, is no exception. We have Mr. Adam D. from Killswitch Engage, Serpentine Dominion, and Times of Grace on the show. Really stoked to have Adam on. Uh, It's been a blast uh, talking with him. I was able to meet up with him at the venue, The Roseland, here in Portland, Oregon. For an interview, and uh, he was a blast, hilarious as always, and we had a great time. So before we get into that, I want to present a band to you called Nominee. Nominee has been this amazing band that was uh, turned on to me by uh, Mike Mowry, my buddy over at Jabberjaw Media, and uh, this band has been on my playlist and in my Spotify for months now, and I wanted to play a song from them called Whitewater. They have a video out for it on YouTube, and I'm going to put all the links to this in the show notes, but you definitely, definitely need to check out Nominee. This band is amazing, and we're going to play that song for you right now. Here's Whitewater from Nominee. guys, thanks for listening. That is Nominee Whitewater, and we are going to be playing a song from Nominee every episode this month in June of 2017, so you guys can get used to them, and uh, let me know what you think. Send some comments over, emails over, and definitely check out the band. Uh, Nominee is a fantastic band from Austin, Texas, and I believe you're going to see them everywhere very, very soon. So, like I said, Adam D. from Killswitch Engage is my guest today on the peer pleasure podcast. And we are so stoked to have him on It was a fun interview. And I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So let's take care of some business real quick. We are on the peer We are on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on there. We do have our Amazon affiliate link up. And that gives us 4% of anything you buy on Amazon doesn't cost you anything more, but just that benefits the show. And we really appreciate everything that's coming in from there. We also have our donate tab on the website. Now that donate tab on the website definitely lets you, uh, you know donate a dollar, donate 50 cents, donate 100 dollars, whatever you think the show's worth. definitely hit that donate button on the website, help us keep the lights on and keep bringing this to you week after week. It does take some money to keep it running and uh, we've appreciated getting those donations and uh, the Amazon uh, Amazon money, which has been fantastic. So uh, definitely appreciate you guys listening week after week. Uh, definitely check out the other shows on Jabberjaw Media, jabberjawmedia.com, and uh, you know where to find us, like I said earlier. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Adam D. from Kill Killswitch Engage. Yeah! Yeah, you got a voice like me, dude. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, Adam D., welcome to the Pure Pleasure Podcast. Adam D. from The Price is Right. <laughs> right? That's <laughs> where we're going here. That's what I'm really known for, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's where you get so much attention. I I wanted to talk about that for a minute because that was a hilarious...
2: Yeah, it was the craziest day of my life, absolutely. What? You know, it, was a, it was just weird, man. It's just so weird. I went there because I grew up a fan of the show. Uh huh. You know, every... Like, I think this is every kid's freaking story, you know. That, you know the days you get to stay home because you're sick from school, you know. Yeah. You know, you always look forward to the eleven <laughs> o'clock slot. You know, the Price Is right on, like, yep. yeah, this is on. Yeah. It's the best show ever. You know, so just, you grew. I grew up with it, and you know, me and me and my girl were in L. A. We we're like, ah, well, we might as well just go to a taping and see the inner workings of the Price Is Right. See how they film it, how they tape it, and all that. Yeah. Stuff. And, and lo and behold, they just ended up calling me, and like I. I Didn't expect that was gonna happen. There I am, just trembling, shaking, yelling numbers. So that was the
1: the genuine excitement. Yes,
2: absolute genuine excitement, absolutely.
1: That's fantastic. So you go, how do you get into that? You just go line up and and they take a certain amount of people? Do you have to call for tickets?
2: The worst part about that whole experience, well we got, we reserved tickets um, ahead of time. (laughs) And um, the worst part about it is waiting in line because they actually like put you in a queue. You sit there and you know, then they put you in another queue and then they have like the producers of the show come through and actually like talk to everybody in in the line mm-hmm. just to kinda get a vibe of people's personalities and if they're gonna be fun or not on, on camera and whatnot. So, yeah, they just go through one person after another, and, yeah, it's crazy. I talk to the producer for, like, maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. And it just moves on moves
1: on, yeah. So did they have, they had your name and everything when they talked to you? Yeah, you register. So you, you, so they could say, hey, maybe this guy looks great. This guy looks cool. We could put him on. Right, or or it's, is it random?
2: It's. I think they actually, like, go through, and if they talk to somebody and they seem like they're engaging, they're like, all right, let's put that guy on the list.
1: Yeah. Bam, you know, just keep going. So you get there, you get on the show. You do. And this I, I'm sorry to start with this, but this is just it's hilarious to me. But but you you get there, you're on the show, you're making. You you went to like the last round oh, yeah. to where you almost didn't make it on unless you Songs won that last kept, one. Some
2: bitches kept like outbidding me, man. It's <laughs> like you know, like like if you're last in line, you can always do the dollar above the highest bid, which is normally like yeah. what what will get you on stage. And I was usually like you know second or third in the line of you know contestants you yeah. know, giving bids. So I was always getting like, you know, shortchanged and like, ah, crap. I'm like, I'm like, whatever, this is still crazy that I'm here. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, the very last one, I played a, a mind game on the chick that was after me. Uh huh. Because first two people in front of me gave their numbers, and then, you know, it was like 1,400, and the next person was like 1,401, and I skipped 1,402. I just went for like the 1,403. Just completely mind fucker. Yeah, the area. yeah. So, whatever it was. And then, and then she was like, ah, 800. And then I was just like, I think I
1: got this. Dude. That's awesome, and then you want a fucking car, mm-hmm. and then you want a truck. Was <laughs> mm-hmm. that fifty-some thousand dollars in prizes? Yes, sir. So what happens then? Do you have to take the prizes? Well, yeah.
2: They used to have. I wish they still did this. They used to have the thing where um, you don't have to take the prizes. You, prizes you can just take the uh, the monetary value. Uh huh. Which would have been fucking great. Yeah. You know, but uh, they don't do that anymore. You have to take the prizes, or you just deny them. You know, you, you just. I'm not, I don't want it. You know, because you Uh have to pay taxes on it,
1: you know? Yeah.
2: So um, I was just like, "Ah, screw it. I'll I'll take all of it and then just resell things. Yeah. You know, make up for my losses. And I was, luckily I was able to do that uh, because I I won this little camper thing.
1: That thing was badass. That little red deal.
2: Dude, I had no idea I was gonna love it as much as I do. Like uh, me, me and my girl always just go camping now. We love it. It's uh-huh. like our favorite thing in the world.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you took the little trips too. You went to Texas and all that. No, no, no.
2: There was no Texas. That was the other showcase.
1: Oh, the- you didn't win both. No. Okay, no, I thought no, you no, won no. both. Oh, for that some. would have been freaking. Hilarious. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, yeah. We we had a trip to Borrego Springs, which is this tiny little desert town in San Diego County. Uh huh. So yeah, we took that. It was it was mellow.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Sold the truck. Sold the car. Yeah. Man, oh, yeah. that's fantastic, yeah, dude. It, it was
2: just still, like, you know, all about the experience for me.
1: You know, sure.
2: You know, I got some bucket list stuff right there. Yeah. I mean, most people can't say they've done.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, I want a game show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I woke up again. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wish I haven't. But <laughs> yeah. Shit. Well, so and so like they do they ship it home for you? Yes. Okay, so they'd ship the truck, ship the car if you wanted it at home, or you could sell it right there in Los Angeles.
2: Yep. Uh, they actually allocate um, the vehicles at uh, dealerships near you.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't win the rig that's right there. No, that's no, thank you go in it Yeah, the,
2: the Honda Fit was like a, a piss yellow. Yeah. Now I was like, oh. I'm not going to be able to resell that. It's piss yellow.
1: I think Drew Carey was terrified. I watched it again today. It yeah. just yeah. felt like, dude, i got to watch this again. I'm sitting at work, and I'm watching it. And I was like, holy shit. I had no idea. I, I've seen it like maybe once before when yeah. I saw it on PRP or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then it was just, I had my headphones on, so I heard all the, yeah! I was just like, dude, he's going to shit his pants. That's Yeah, hilarious. I was definitely yelling a lot. Oh, my God. He's probably
2: not used to it. Well, everybody yells in that show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and people are kissing Drew and yeah. Bob and whoever is yeah. light up shirts and everything.
2: Yeah. I think they uh, told us um when we for that filming that episode, they're like, Don't touch Drew, his back is hurting him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you got back problems too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's so cool. Dude. Okay. Well, Adam, cool. I I wanted to start with that just to, to start us off. But Adam D, Kill Switch Engage, Serpentine Dominion, mm-hmm. uh, Times of Grace. Mm-hmm. So many different, and producer to the stars now, mm. <laughs> uh, which I want to talk about that a little bit too, because that's where you and I have something in common. Because I was in a band called Anatomy of a Ghost, mm-hmm. and you were on our short list of producers to work with for our second record, which we never made. It was you, why Alex did you, Newport. Why didn't you make it? We broke up. Ah. It was you, Alex Newport, and John Goodmanson. Mm. And I don't, and it was all from that Norma Jean record.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, our singer John, who's now the singer for Portugal The Man, mm-hmm. um, was like, we gotta work with Adam D. You know, listen to this record, it's so gritty and dirty. And, and that's exactly what he wanted their second record to sound like. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, I didn't know who you guys were. And uh, so that's what got me on board with Killswitch and all that was was going through that process, was like, Adam D, who's Adam D? What, is that his last name, D? Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, I see, now I can't pronounce this. Yeah. So no one can, yeah. not even my family. <laughs> but, uh, so did you start uh, with producing with Killswitch? Or did you start working with bands before that? No,
2: I was, I've always been working just in studios and whatnot. I actually went to, um, to college studying uh, music production and engineering. Okay. Um, so, you know, graduated four years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just interned in studios and uh, finally got hired at a recording studio in Massachusetts and worked there for years until um, uh, we just started getting, you know, moment, momentum started picking up with the, uh, the band. Um, and then yeah, it just ended up being me more of a being an independent producer after that. You know yeah. I mean like, so yeah, I, I had a history of just being like the the house engineer guy for a while at that mm-hmm. studio. Um, but uh, yeah, just started getting hired, to get label work. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, everything just kind
1: of. Where they just sign a band and say, "Hey, you're going to work with Adam D. because you're yeah. signing with us." Right. And, did you have? Did you you know get a manager right off the bat or anything? Like that? Or do you have one now that working well, sure?
2: Yeah, our our band management has helped me out in the past. That, okay. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's you know it, it's kind of good to have somebody you know there to like kind of help you weasel through the uh, the legal stuff and all that.
1: Yeah. Know, once in a while, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when did things start picking up with you producing wise? Was it after Under Oath or was it? Uh, was it Norma Jean? I mean, Nor- that Norma Jean record got pretty huge. Yeah,
2: you know what? I think it w- pretty much was around that Norma Jean thing. Um, you know, I was doing... Uh, I was recording mostly Massachusetts bands before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, yeah, I just started getting a little more wit- label work, you know, with uh, Solid State at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Tooth and Nail. And, uh, yeah, and one thing kind of just started snowballing after another.
1: Okay. And how did you get hooked up with that, that scene? Like as far like you're saying like tooth and nail solid state um are you a, i guess i could ask are you a christian yourself or are you
2: I, w- I wouldn't i would consider myself spiritual spiritual okay not uh not necessarily uh what people deem as christian nowadays.
1: okay that was with the 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 super like positivity and the lyrics and stuff and lyrical content and things right. i was always questioning i was always asking myself like i wonder if they're you know maybe some guys are christian in the band or whatnot but mm-hmm. but i wasn't sure if maybe that's how you got into that scene, or or hooked up with those people, as far as uh, we'll was, talk to Adam. I think it was just
2: word of mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I did do uh, the first Killswitch record after or before all that started happening. So. Mm-hmm. That could be it too. I don't, I don't really remember. It's a long time ago, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like in the, in the studio, art, what do you like in the studio, as far as? I mean, I've seen some featurettes and stuff uh, from the Andrew guys and stuff. And the,
2: uh, the one rush for me in the studio is just honestly just putting, having the song grow up right before your eyes, mm-hmm. like kind of achieving something and, you know, hearing it come from its little, uh, its beginning stages and kind of blossom into a, you know, a vibe. Sure. You know, a product. It's, it's cool. It's, it's, a, it's really rewarding when you get it right, you know?
1: Yeah. So. Would you consider yourself a perfectionist in the studio or do some, you?
2: Not really. Not really. I've, I I used to be a little bit more um, of of a uh, yeah kind of a pain in the
1: ass a stickler. <laughs>
2: but I, I think I think um, now nowadays I think sometimes imperfections can make the record a little more obtainable, make it feel a little more human. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's um so it's okay for it to not be perfect at all times. You know, and and sometimes it's impossible for something to be deemed as perfect because of time constraints and, you know, and all that, but it really is just capturing the band in in that moment. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. it's literally what my job is, is to try to make, um, make their record the best it can possibly be
1: at at that moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and so with that, I mean, the happy accidents you're talking about a lot of with you know where where things kind of come to i guess you know happy mistakes or or capturing a band especially like you're saying with in that moment in time maybe they're not the tightest band maybe that's what makes them good you know and uh sorry about that (laughs) that was amazing is that is that a text tone (laughs) or a ringtone that's That's badass dude It's (laughs) nice um no problem at all dude it happens to me all the time i yeah I have to have a button on my, I have this aluminum case and I push the button on it and it doesn't ever go all the way through. I had Jeff from Thursday last week and and, uh, went off right in the middle of the interview I was like, oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but so capturing a band (laughs) that moment in time, I mean you also kind of captured a genre or uh, you know, I would say a lot of the records you've done were really monumental records for metalcore and that whole See, especially with Killswitch 2 being, you know, front runners in that scene. I mean, was that something you were aware of that was happening, seeing, you know, especially getting label work? Like, okay, they just signed 10 bands that sound, you know, like this. A genre, I guess, that's known for being very tight Mm -hmm. as far as in the studio, like Mm -hmm. a lot of programmed drums or sampled drum tones or, um, you know, as you were going through that time period, did you see that happening in front of you or...? To be
2: honest with you, no, I I never really, you know, stop and and think about, you know, how things are blowing up or, like, Mm -hmm. turning into a a big deal, it's, um, I just, I I like making music, and I think it was just a great thing to be a part of it when all that stuff was happening, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I don't really see the record, a lot of the records that are made as, like, you know, monumental either, I think it's just, um, I think, you know, there's some good tunes and some good bands, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that Under Earth record came out, uh, "Define the Great Line." That that one is. And cool. I was like, number two on yeah. Billboard or something like that. <laughs> something insane, and I was like, holy shit. That one is probably
2: one of the cooler records I've, I've made over the years. Yeah, absolutely. They, they were just they were on fire at that point. You know, they were really just figured all, it out. All cylinders, yeah. It was really really cool, and it's to be honest with you, it's it's really easy for me to, to do my job when a band is that uh, that fired up and that motivated.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: those dudes are very motivated individuals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well how did how did you end up getting into music? I mean, going back quite a ways, I mean mm. were you into music from a really young age? Were your parents into it?
2: I not really my parents always listen to music, but yeah. um, I I was just more like I was like raised on the radio. I loved listening to music my whole life. Uh-huh. I loved it. And uh, and uh yeah, I just always liked rock and always liked uh, you know, and then I started slowly getting into hardcore punk metal and um in high school junior high Mm -hmm. and then my brother started playing bass guitar and he started having jam sessions with friends and you know they'd bring their drum set over and their guitars over and I would just pick them up and start playing them Mm -hmm. you know so I was was self-taught okay I started playing around 15 or 16 I think
1: yeah so self-taught completely never taking lessons or anything I mean you've got a lot of technique Mm -hmm. I mean not really (laughs) <laughs> See, it, it, you put on a good show, I guess, because it, I mean, just the I mean, the just watching the riffing and playthroughs and stuff like that. I mean, it seems like the technique is really there, and it's I guess you've honed your own your yeah. own way through that. Uh, there's there's, a,
2: there's definitely a lot of other guitar players that can do circles around me,
1: man. You know. So, well, sure, there always is, yeah, right? I mean, like, there's you'll never find the best guitar player in the world, or yeah. probably never be the best guitar player in the world, but right. you can. It's not a fake it till you make it situation with you though. I mean, yeah. you have you have skills.
2: Well, I um, I definitely learned about you know what the instruments are and how to how to really mm-hmm. play them when I went to college.
1: Yeah, was it was that Berkeley? Yeah. Okay. Music college. So. Wow. So That's expensive. Did you have did you have a scholarship?
2: Yeah. Uh, a small scholarship. Yeah. Okay, so it helped a little so, bit. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah, it was pretty. It's funny like nowadays it's like peanuts compared to what. All those the tuitions are now like, thank god, I don't have children. My god,
0: yeah, I feel so bad. For like, what the <laughs> hell are you gonna do now? That was, that was college ball blow- Um,
2: but yeah, it was definitely a little pricey for sure, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess it was good that I did it. Um, you know, it, like I said, it taught me about what I kind of already could hear and 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 what I already knew, just gave it you know proper, you know. You know, definitions and explanations of, you know, how music works and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah.
1: And what goes together and yeah. how, I mean, there's so much to learn there. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you I got think, something to fall back on too. I think I mean, the most
2: important thing though with any musician is you always trust your ear. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't necessarily need to explain something for it to, for, to work.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah.
2: in that, in that light, you know, like, I guess if, uh, if somebody were to ask me do I recommend going to music school, I'd be like, a little hesitant because mm-hmm. you don't really need it if you've got that drive and that passion you know
1: yeah mm-hmm. and it comes across on stage too and you, you can tell when someone you know is taught not necessarily taught themselves but they're playing from a pure location it's not scientific it's not um, mathematical right exactly i mean they're playing together it's mathematics but it's not from a calculated spot right yeah you know yeah.
2: there's no real thought going into it. it's more just feeling
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I ask a lot of people this question, too, and that kind of brings it up, is is how present are you on stage? I mean, is it a lot of muscle memory at this point? I mean, you've been playing a lot of these songs for a long time, but, I mean, every night are you feeling it the same where where you're truly in the moment, or a for lot me, of times is it wandering? For me,
2: to be honest with you, um, it's hysterical. Like, the first couple shows on any tour, I'll just be, uh, wow, this feels weird, this is rusty. Yeah. But like at a point in the tour like where we are now like I, I don't sometimes I don't even I'm not even paying attention you know it's just kind of like alright cool I'm not watching my guitar I'm just playing it because it's muscle memory it is yeah and um for me it's not about obviously it's not about how perfectly I execute the notes it's about uh, connecting with the crowd it's always been that because that's, the, that's why you play shows you want you want to like experience, share your experience, your, your music with these people that have come to the show. Yeah, you know, it's all about that connection for me. You know, if uh, if I have a room of people that look bored and miserable, um, and obviously I'm going to have a very bad show. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's that's that's what a uh, playing a show is about for me. Yeah.
1: Sure, and that's and that's a great way to put it because I mean, you guys do a lot of festivals too. So is there mm-hmm. times? You can remember that you've been just like miserable. What is going on with this crowd?
2: My god, like they're they're like 50 feet away. I can barely make out their faces because I can't wear my glasses on stage, Mm -hmm. obviously. Like, I can't even tell if they're having fun or not. Jesus, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, to me, that's those those shows are are not fun to play when you know people are they don't seem like they're enjoying themselves, you know. Yeah, I think it'd be fun for anyone,
1: sure. And you guys are Unless pretty, you're an egomaniac
2: and you're like man I sound awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you I mean your on stage persona too is is uh you know pretty awesome. I I have to say like there's no one like Adam D out there on just, stage.
2: I just don't give a shit. That's it's, what's you know awesome
1: what I mean? about it though. Yeah. The fucking cape. The first time I saw you guys, you had a cape on, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Is it's not Halloween. This guy's an asshole. (laughs) No, it's great. I was like, because you guys are playing some serious music. Like it's hard-hitting shit. Yes. But you don't take yourself too seriously. No, not with anything. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the Internet, Uh, You want to get those people paid when you put that music online, and splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits, and all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. slash PPP for 30% off.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.
1: Hey, guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Um, So being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me. And having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Does that infuriate other bands? I'm sure it does. I mean, are there bands that you play with that? I mean, do you get shit for that?
2: Uh, f- I'm sure people say things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and whatever. It doesn't bother me at all yeah. because, you know, if, if anything, you know, like, like I said, I, I grew up a hardcore, uh, punk rock kid. So if anything, it's more punk rock to be like, you know, f- I don't need to fucking act like every other metal dude in the band and like, you know, look tough and check me out, bro. You know, I don't need to. I can do whatever the
1: hell I want. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried to play a show no, serious, like be, just fucking rock out? Because it feels completely unnatural. Just to, just to see it, yeah. Just to see it, like, it what like- the fuck's going on with Adam? He's serious, you yeah, know. It
2: feel completely unnatural to me. I'd just be like, this is this is odd, man. And no, it's like I don't want to like tell a dick and fart joke right now. This sucks. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> you never want to show, show, pull your tits out, yeah. unless you're a dude or whatever, <laughs> unless you like dudes or whatever. that, that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, it's
2: funny, too, because a lot of people don't, we've played a lot of shows where it just goes, my brand of sarcasm just goes right over people's heads. Uh-huh. A lot of people like complain after the set, and they're like, that guy's an asshole. Why is he talking like that? Or, you know,
1: Like a pro wrestler. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I pretty much do have a pro wrestler voice when I start
1: yelling. At him. You absolutely do. And that's one thing I see doing those promos for pro, for pro wrestling shit or whatever. It'd yeah. be amazing. But, right. you know, coming from this dude who's who's tall but not, like, ripped like all these wrestlers. Yeah. But that voice, you know? Yep. voiceover Voice work. Yep. You got something to fall back on. I on know, stage. right? It'd be, It'd be fun. Do the guys in the band uh, get on board with what you do on stage? Or are they kind of like, well, dude, chill out? Uh, f-
2: yes and no. Like, they'll be... N- nights where I'm annoying. You know, I've had too many beers and I'm annoying Jesse while well, he's uh-huh. trying to like, have a serious like moment. Yeah. And he's just like, dude, shut up. Shut up. Don't <laughs> fucking, Stop cutting me off, man.
1: Just get in his face next and to him while he's screaming. I've got him. a
2: couple beers in my blood and I'm just like... Ah, ah, ah. You know, <laughs> rabid and obnoxious. And, you know, I completely understand. I'm a very obnoxious human being. Whatever but they know
1: it but yeah. I mean I'm just I'm sure sometimes being on the road in a bus sleeping in a fucking coffin every night and yeah. and uh, being away from family like it's like, dude don't just fucking take it seriously you yeah. know like especially those big moments with the really profound lyrics and yeah. right. you know trying to have this epic moment and you're just like licking his ear or something <laughs> like you know it's like yeah. you gotta try that you gotta try getting just getting in there deeper you yeah, know right. and see what happens yeah
2: that's, that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it right there
1: man. oh shit so, and, and Jesse seems a lot more serious than Howard, it seemed like, oh, yeah. as far as, you know, maybe getting annoyed or... Oh, yeah. Or, uh... Yeah,
2: absolutely. Man. Jesse's a very passionate individual.
1: Yeah. How, how about other countries where, is that where you get misunderstood a lot, too, with, with the language barrier when you're saying things like that? They're like, what did he say? Yeah, you know, like...
2: sometimes, sometimes. Um, you know, I, I I guess it's more so a lot of other place, countries. Uh, if... English isn't their first language, a lot of the stuff will just go in one ear and out the other. They have no idea what I'm saying.
1: Sure. You know? And then, so no one laughs, yeah. they just do yeah, like, yeah, exactly. They
2: just, like, just puzzled looks on their faces. Like, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, I just see, like, I just see in my head, like, bands that, because you guys play circles around a lot of bands that are very serious, and I can just see this sharing a stage with those bands that are just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. But we, so you come from the, the punk hardcore world. Yeah. Uh, were you ever into the whole straight edge movement or anything like that? I mean, you said well, got a few beers in you, and you are in the metal right. scene now. So, uh,
2: funny enough, obviously, yeah, I listened to a lot of straight edge uh, hardcore when I was like, you know, sixteen or seventeen. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I wasn't drinking anyways. Yeah, you know, and I, I think I actually didn't start drinking until I was twenty three, mm-hmm. uh, when I was working as a telemarketer and miserable. So I would just come home and just get started for a beer. Telemarketer, <laughs> yeah. I've done that I work. I hate my job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink tonight. Yeah. Oh, Life got better,
1: and that got you through <laughs> it. Get you through. That stupid gig, man. Stupid gig. Yeah. Well, the new, the new rec- How are people receiving the new record? I mean, the new, the new songs. I mean, and Jesse's back. He's been back. How's that working with, with the writing process? Yeah, with being a band. I mean, because you guys had like, the beginning with him, and then you spent like what nine years with Howard. Mm-hmm. And then now back with Jesse. How did that? How did that come about? How did you guys get him back in? Did he audition?
2: Yeah, he auditioned. Um, okay. We actually, you know, he was apprehensive about coming back um, in the beginning, and uh, we wanted to try a bunch of people out just because, you know, we want to make sure we did the right thing. It's, yeah. You know, it's difficult to you know lose a singer, let alone two singers. So sure. We wanted to make sure to recover and you know have the right dude you know in front singing with us. So we just wanted to see what was out there, we tried out a bunch of people, and Jesse ended up saying, like, yeah, I will audition, and he came mm-hmm. out, and you know, he sang, and of course he, he did his, his songs pretty well, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the songs that he wrote, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was able to cover uh, Howard's material very well, so... Yeah. yeah. He got the gig.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Did you guys try out anyone where you're... Like, anyone notable that we were like, holy shit, this guy wants to try out? Like... If,
2: we had, we had a few people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because that's, I mean, that's a good gig. I mean, you've guys got a, an awesome fan base and, a, you know, sold a lot of records. and it's,
2: it's pretty crazy to me that people still like our band, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: that's not, fantastic. It's, it's dude. been going for a long time. I mean, yeah. You guys got the best job in the world. I mean, yeah, it's,
2: it's great. Yeah. The only bad part, like you said, is being away from families and, yeah. you know, missing out on birthdays and holidays once in a while. But
1: sure. Yeah, and man. you don't have any kids. The other guys in the band have kids? No oh. one has children, no. Dude, you guys set every, it up right got, there. You know, yeah, like, everyone's
2: got a uh, a significant other and you know, you know have definitely settled down and all that. So yeah, it's miss our families and our, our loved ones for sure.
1: But, sure. Yeah, it's part of the job. How do you how do you you know get through the days on tour? I mean, they're probably pretty busy at this point. Like with this, I mean, you probably had you know two hours, three hours of press scheduled for every day. Like a window where, yeah. hey, is there interviews today? Once in a while, yeah. The,
2: the press thing is really what uh, puts. Uh, that's a kind of a, a little shit moment in the day. <laughs> no offense. No, okay. no problem. I've, I'm I'm always curious about that because, because well, it, today, if I didn't have press, I'd probably already be out either biking or jogging or something, mm-hmm. and like just get, the sun finally came out, so I'd be outside somewhere. Um, it's just good good to get outside and, and move your body when you're old like me. Yeah. And then uh, then yeah, just a lot of uh, you know get get some food in you, and then just kind of sit around and wait for your turn. You yeah. I mean it's you know doors open like um with a band like code orange i'll go watch them because i think they're, great. they're amazing killer yeah yeah um it just harkens back to why i started playing music you know yeah pissed off you know angsty energy you know. yeah um so yeah i'll watch opening bands and then you know do some stretches and warm-ups and then go do the thing and then knock it out and after that go to bed Probably watch some sports too. I should say.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's what I was curious about. Do you South guys listen to podcasts the, in, the, in the bus? Not really. Not really. Not really. No. Yeah. let no. see. A lot of people don't. I need I, to
2: start getting into the podcast thing. Everyone says how great it is. You should
1: do a podcast. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know enough people; it'd be simple to set it up. Yep. You got enough to say. You know, people know who you are. Want to hear what you have to say. You know, you got a good personality and not really. You know, <laughs> you <tell me. laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Stop kissing my ass. Yeah, Yeah. But. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a few more things. I wanted, I was curious. I know you guys, and I really respect you guys for this, With when Howard left, keeping things quiet, not talking about it. Yeah. You know, not a lot of bands would do that. A lot of bands would, you know. And I know Howard came out and said what happened yeah. on Josta's show, I think. Yeah. Um, well, it's not, so it's
2: not our job to rat out people's problems.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But with all the pressure to probably do so, you didn't and you held held you know what you guys wanted to do and that's something i really respect but when he left did you guys ever consider disbanding was that ever a thing um just breaking up breaking up like yeah, all right it's done we're not going to find someone else In my or, head,
2: yeah we, it was already done i'm like well there's a good chance we're going to find somebody that isn't as good so uh if it doesn't happen it ain't working you know i'll give it a go obviously it was you know it's always worth giving it a shot you know but um you know, it, in my head, I'm like, you know, it's, it was a good run. Yeah. So if, it's, if it's over, it's over, yeah.
1: So did, when did it stop being that for you as far as when did it stop being like, I'll give it a shot? Was it um, when Jesse came back? Think,
2: yeah, right when we got Jesse back. I'm like, all right, this can work, man. Because I was already touring with him with Times of Grace. Yeah. Why not? So I, was like, I, I knew what he was capable of and uh, what he sounded like on the road. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to work.
1: Yeah. Good. Okay.
2: He got over his... His uh, past drama and his reservations.
1: And that was mainly himself, right? His yeah. own confidence issues and, confidence and, uh, and finding his voice, exactly. Blowing it out. Being
2: newlywed and out of his
1: mind. Oh yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, and and Serpentine Dominion uh, with George from Cannibal Corpse, yeah. and uh, what's the drummer's name from uh, Shannon. Shannon from uh, Black Dahlia Murder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's going on there? Is that going to be just kind of a side project deal? Touring plans?
2: I don't, I don't necessarily know if I'm on a tour in that anytime, uh, anytime soon. Just because, excuse me. Um, we've been touring so much with Killswitch, you know, and we don't even have a band, you know. Yeah. uh, Like Shannon doesn't even really play anymore. He's, uh, he's got a a, a gig at back at home, and he's making money and doing his thing. Yeah. I don't even think he's his chops are
1: up to it. Like last time I talked to him. So,
2: so yeah, it's uh. We have to find a whole new a whole new band. Whole new band. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well the record's great, dude, and, and uh I mean, all the material's been been awesome and, and I mean it's exciting doing well, something new. It's I could pretty much
2: know? like fart in, in a microphone and, and play with you know, with one finger and as long as George is singing over it's gonna be pretty yeah. damn good. It's yeah. brutal. Yeah, He's, his voice is just awesome. Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's his talent. Like that's I didn't know he didn't do the lyrics or anything else. Yeah, like right. even for Cannibal Corpse, I knew I didn't remember if it was. I read an article in a magazine a long time ago talking about how they came up with the lyrics and shit. Yeah. Like, we just go in a room just thinking the most fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. like, and uh, I didn't know it wasn't him really doing that. And yeah, that
2: was one of the issues why the record took so long to put out. You know? yeah. He kept telling me that he wanted to really try and, and write some of the mm-hmm. some lyrical content for the record. And he, you know, time just kept going by. And I'm like, hey, man, where, how you doing with these songs? She's like, I don't really have anything I like still. I'm like, well. What do you want to do about this? Do we get to hire somebody or what do you want? Yeah. yeah that's when we got Jesse. Jesse to, to do that. that. Yeah.
1: Man. Well, what's next for Killswitch as far as the the rest of the year goes and We we really want to slow
2: down with some touring just because yeah. I think we've we've been kind of going at it pretty hard with this record. Um, haven't had much time at home at all. Yeah. I like think I was gone like almost nine, ten months out of the year last year. It was nuts. Jesus, that God. makes
1: sense. Every time I open the Mercury here, it's the free paper. The first opening page is all Thrasher shows, which this mm-hmm. is, and uh, it's all full color ads for everything all over the page. And I swear, every time I open that, Kill Switch is somewhere on that page. Yeah. Whether it's four months from now or two weeks from now. Yep. yep. And uh, yeah, we've,
2: we've done a lot of shows, man. A lot of shows. It's crazy. But, That's uh, all right. But yeah. Um, Maybe start writing some material. We're not we're not done if some other shows come up that uh make sense for us to play and we know of course we'll we'll get out there. Yeah. Uh,
1: Summer festival I know. stuff we or we haven't
2: we haven't hit up uh, Japan in a while and we haven't uh I'm trying to think of other things we haven't hit. You know, there's actually talk of this tour's been going so well that uh, Anthrax wants to do a second leg in a B market.
1: Interesting. So yeah,
2: okay. There's been talk. Talk. No no real uh no real co- commitments.
1: Yeah. Just throwing it out there. What's it like? What's it, I mean I I guess it, you may not think about it, but headlining over that's kind uh, of a, a mind, legend, you that's know, kind of a mind trip. Yeah, yeah. Is it like yeah. I remember seeing like back when I was in in high school where It was like Bad Religion was opening for Blink One Eighty Two, and I was like, what? Yeah. How do you even do that? But yeah, I was yeah. like, well, of course, I sold more records. But right. Right. yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's
2: it's a mind trip. man. In, in my eyes, we should always be opening for them. You know. Yeah. It was just out, out of. Uh, you know, uh, due, to, due to the fact that they are legends, they've been doing it so long, and God, they have so many records, so long, yeah, yeah and so many songs, you know, that have such history in thrash and yeah, you know, you know. So it's like,
1: yeah, but it's a
2: little bit of a mind mind trip, but
1: yeah. Uh, Do you guys collaborate on this tour at all? Like, it come out, someone comes out with someone else and and does a song. Well, or? F-
2: funny you say that. Um, Joey actually started coming out uh, like third day of the tour, just like he just walked out on stage and sang Holy Diver with us. Nice. And I'm like, yo, man, if you want to do that every night, do it. Yeah. You know, it's it's fun. It's definitely fun. That's yeah. rad. Yeah, he's got that old school vibrato, man. Uh-huh. It's, it's almost like, you know, he's, he's a little slice of Dio. You know? Yeah?
1: Yeah. That's badass, dude. I just had, a, I don't know if you've heard Scott's other band, Motor Sister, with uh, uh, Jim Wilson from Rollins Band. I just had Jim Wilson on the show a week and a half ago. Hmm. Talking about how that band came to be, and and yeah. uh, I told him I was gonna be you know seeing this show tonight, and he's like, "That's badass." Cause he, he's like, "I'm having dinner with Scott next week or whatever." And, yeah. And uh, yeah, this is before I I knew this was happening yesterday. Oh wow! It was like it was like you know I'll let you know Monday, and it was like early mo- morning yesterday, Damn. and I was like, perfect. Wow. Right on, because that's where there was just I so they'd much be going by on. Giving you a heads up, Jeez. Dude, no, they they've been fantastic. It was literally emailed. I think your booking agent, and I think he sent it over to Amy because Amy's like, you could have just asked me directly, Mike, mm-hmm. and and uh, he's like, yeah, just the first person I thought of. So, yeah. but, well, dude, I appreciate you coming on the show, dude, and spending some time. I'm sorry to take your time out of your no, day. You know, at, I, not at all, man. At I all. Uh, this is
2: this is very pleasant. Some
1: people like it, some people don't, and yeah. especially the podcast thing, we're just kind of a conversation. It's right, not exactly. like, yeah. well, what about this? What about this? You know, it's and, easy, and it, and it's not the
2: uh, the same old like. So tell me where the band name is from. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, just go go look at wiki. Go exactly.
1: Check, check have out. you done that factor fiction thing yeah, yet right. with with Metal Injection or whatever it is? The uh, Wikipedia factor fiction. I don't, think I, have.
2: I don't think I have.
1: That might be a good one to yeah, do because right. there's a lot of shit that's wrong. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. I think the funniest one was that like my net worth, like somebody was saying. Like, are you really worth like several million dollars? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: <laughs> not in this day and age. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm
2: like, give me a break, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: There's there's some funny stuff on the internet out there. Oh.
1: But you're gonna be you're totally self sufficient. You do music for a living. Like yeah, you do not I mean, have a day job it as pays, it's recording.
2: It pays the bills, and that's a wonderful thing. That
1: is such a small minority I know. group yeah. in life that yeah. get to do that. Exactly. And you know. You just look like you're having a blast the whole yeah, time, which is amazing. It's fun, appreciating man. It's, it and.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's like one of the main reasons why I, I love getting outside every day. I love travel and yeah, love being in different places, and it's a great way to kind of take in where the hell you are. You know, get out on a bicycle or go you know, jog and go.
1: Sure. Take in the city. Get some perspective. Yeah, absolutely. it's got to be cool too. I haven't toured since 2007. It's the last tour I did, but in this climate now, getting to see where the country's at. Mm-hmm. And, and see the you know, what's brewing, you know. Getting to see, I mean, there's all these protests going on, and yeah. and uh, it's kind of a cool barometer that you get to be involved with, seeing every night a different town. Like, oh shit, this town's on fire. Like, yeah. this town, maybe they don't know what's going on, you know. Yeah, and yeah,
2: that's that's very true. It's a rough, oh
1: yeah, rough time, but it's a it's get some perspective. So yes, absolutely, awesome, Adam. Well, thank you, dude. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate yeah, it, man. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Brilliant. we
0: of skyway! Before the wave stars We must Sky! We will find
1: Guys, thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Adam D from Kill Switch Engage, Serpentine Dominion, and Times of Grace. We had a blast recording this. Adam was very graceful and uh, had a cold at the time, but still did the interview. Uh, I always like doing these ones in person because um, I think it's a lot more fun, a lot more personable than over the phone. But was, so every once in a while, we get a chance to do these in person, and this was a great one. Big thanks to Amy at Adam Splitter for setting this up. Um, it took quite a while to get it set up. And I appreciate her diligence on that, getting it all uh, worked out for us. So, definitely, uh, a lot of these publicists that get these interviews set up, a lot of people don't give them any credit, and a lot of people don't think about you know the job they do. But we do definitely appreciate having a liaison like that to, you know, schedule these things and get them in and keep up on it. And, and uh, so, big thanks to Amy over at Adam Splitter. So, we are on PurePleasurePodcast.com, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us out on there. Definitely hit that Amazon affiliate link on the website, hit that donate button, help us keep the lights on, and uh, as always, we'll see you on the radio.